Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I can make it through really tough shit and still find ways to thrive, so can you. Let's get this started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm so excited that you're here for a chat with me. Today I'm going to be talking about how to deal with receiving a mental illness diagnosis because this is something I have been through and had to navigate. What I specifically want to get into is what to do when you're relieved to get a diagnosis, but that diagnosis makes you feel some sort of way. I hope you've got your cozy blankets with you and you're curled up for a good chat. I hope if you are doing laundry or any sort of chores that you are paying attention. I hope if you are out somewhere, you have your headphones on. So we are one on one because I'm going to share with you my own personal story my experience being diagnosed, and I'm hoping to help you if you have been diagnosed recently or know someone who has and are feeling some sort of way and you want to work through it or you want to help someone work through that. So get cozy, get your headphones on, get ready. Let's have a great chat. I got diagnosed with anxiety disorder endosemia, which is a mild but long-lasting form of depression, almost eight years ago, exactly. But if you're diagnosed with something different, this episode is still going to possibly be for you. So do not click out of this just because it's not anxiety and a form of depression specifically that you may have. If you have any sort of mental illness and you feel some sort of way about it, you feel some sort of way about your diagnosis, this is the episode for you. Before I share some tips and tricks with you, let me just give you an idea of what my experience was like being diagnosed. So, it was sometime in February, actually, of 2014 that I had finally decided to get diagnosed. I had an idea long before this that I had some sort of depression and anxiety, but I needed to know for sure I wanted a proper diagnosis. And so I finally got one. Here's the thing. I didn't feel like I was in a meeting. I felt like I was being interrogated almost. There was nothing inappropriate about the questions. There was nothing out of line 
about the questions. However, two doctors sat together and I sat across from them. The room was kind of dark and it felt really weird. Honestly, if there was just a table between us, it would have looked like an interrogation room. I don't know if the lights being so dim were supposed to be calming or if there was any purpose to that, but yeah, it just, it was a cold room. It was dark. That may be how it's been meant to be, but I did not enjoy that part of the process. I was relieved to be there, relieved to be receiving diagnosis. That process, those questions, that room was not a fun time. If you've ever been diagnosed with a mental illness, I have no idea how that went for you. I have no idea if we share a similar experience. But if we did, if you didn't enjoy your experience, feel free to reach out to me. Also, when the diagnosis was actually brought out to me, they brought my mother in because obviously she was kind enough to go with me and she needs to know what's going on so they just asked if she was allowed to be in the room and I of course said yes. Psychiatrists basically said that I am diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and it is at its worst in social situations. This is at least what they determined at the time. If you ask me what causes my anxiety most now, especially being that we're in a pandemic, compared to those years ago is a little different, but at the time with the questions they asked and the results they got from them, determined in social situations is when my anxiety is at its worst. Which was actually not entirely true, funny enough, because as much as most crowds, that's the case, a big crowd at a concert, if I'm a fan of that band or artist, doesn't bother me. So it really depends on the crowd and the situation. Anyways, that's a diagnosis they got. And they said that I have dysemia, which is a form of depression that is mild but long-lasting. That is exactly what I would have guessed, basically, if you had asked me what I think I have. So I had a really good idea of what the diagnosis was actually going to be when I went in there. If you have no idea, don't feel weird about it. Don't feel bad about it. There's plenty of people who don't, who can just tell something's wrong and want to know what it is. Anxiety and depression is just something I have dealt with my whole life. So for me, it wasn't a matter of trying to determine what was really going on. I had an idea and just wanted to know, is this for sure what's going on with me? Whether you have a feeling you know what's going on, or you have no clue and you just want to find out. Having a proper diagnosis is something I suggest. It just feels good to know for sure that you know what's going on with your body and mind. If you don't know for sure, you can't take proper care of yourself. Now, as happy as I was to have an official diagnosis, to just say, I told you guys something was wrong with me. I'm not fucking crazy. I actually did feel for a while like that diagnosis 
automatically meant I'm crazy and unstable. And those were really hard feelings for me to work through. It's really weird to feel relieved about having a diagnosis, but to at the same time feel like that diagnosis automatically means something negative. It is, it is a really weird place to be in. So what are some of the things that I did to get myself out of that, oh shit, this automatically means I'm crazy mode so that I could actually see my diagnosis as something that I could learn to cope with. The first thing I honestly did was a shit ton of research. Simple as that. It is as simple as that. Seriously. I went to the library, read books. I looked up famous people or psychologists, journalists even, just any people with bigger names that I may have recognized who may have had some sort of diagnosis and chose to write a book on it. Books like that I picked up and read. I researched a ton of statistics, specifically here within Canada and North America, and I tried to really get it into my head that this is something a lot of people deal with. This does not automatically make you crazy, unstable, unlovable, unworthy. I had to get that shit out of my head, so I did a ton of research. As much research for as long as I had to to make myself understand that. And it did take a while, but I got there. If you're in that place, pick up books, message me, talk to people on social media who are being open about it. If you know someone who you idolize that's got a big name, has written a book about their life, about their mental illness, anything like that, pick it up. It's going to be an example to you that, hey, lots of people go through these things. Lots of people are diagnosed with mental illnesses. Lots of people struggle. This is normal, quite common. Once I started to really understand that and feel more comfortable with myself, I took some time to really work on being open open with myself, open with my friends and family, and open with anybody who I associated myself with or who I had to be in contact with. I personally cannot be dealt with the same way that someone without mental illness diagnosis can. I do not have the same level of patience. I do not have the same amount of energy through the day. I think you're getting the idea. My body, my brain, me. It just works different than people who don't have an issue with their mental health or physical health. And so I kind of realized when I did research and started to really understand that it, this is more common than I realized, I knew I had to be open about it, as scary as it may have been at first, because one, obviously if this isn't as rare as I was thinking, then there's tons of people who are going to be able to relate to it. And two, if I don't talk about what I'm going through and how I'm learning to deal with myself, nobody else is going to truly understand me, know how to treat me, know how to deal with me. I needed to be that voice. Nobody else could do that for me. But I could not have gotten to that place if I didn't do all that research first to really understand, hey, 
this is something that a lot of people live now don't get me wrong i am not saying that any of this is easy there is no quick fix to a mental illness but if you do the work to understand yourself to understand your diagnosis and to learn to properly care for yourself that effort as scary as it can be as hard as it can be is worth it because not only do you learn how to take care of yourself you're going to show others how you expect them to care for you and treat you and that's huge here's something else i do it may sound silly it may be something most of you don't want to do who knows but for me it is extremely important at least one day a week if not two are absolute mental health days do nothing completely recharge days i am someone who feels my anxiety and depression physically and obviously it affects me mentally but i do get really sore shoulders my back gives out and when i'm really anxious and struggling with depression my whole body just feels like it's like 500 pounds when i'm in a bad mental place i also just find that i get drained really easily that there's just not much i can do because i just don't have a ton of energy this is one of the things that i implemented when i was first diagnosed with anxiety disorder and dysemia and it is something that i still do today for anybody really i think rest days are important but especially for people with mental and physical health issues and if some of you are wondering how in the world doing that right from my diagnosis helped me with the weird feelings that came with being diagnosed it's really quite simple taking one or two days of the week to do nothing except for things that make me feel happy and fulfilled that helps me cope with my mental illness if i'm just on the go all the time if i constantly have a million things on my plate all i'm ever going to do is feel unfulfilled and super over fucking whelmed and how is that going to benefit me or the mental illnesses i have right so i'm not even going to sit here and say that it's hard anymore there was a time where it was hard to take time from myself and i struggled with that but nowadays it's quite easy for me if you put that effort into taking care of yourself taking care of yourself and setting those boundaries to make sure you can take care of yourself becomes easy and here's one other quick tip for you if you are feeling some sort of way about your mental illness write it out write out all the negative things that that diagnosis has made you feel i feel crazy i feel like i'm gonna be hated i feel like i'm never gonna go anywhere i feel like that means i'm untalented or whatever it may be and then rip it up or burn it because those negative feelings those negative things you think that diagnosis makes you is not true that is part of what's going on in your head that is part of your mental illness trying to fuck with you so there you have it 
my little story of the experience getting diagnosed, what mental illnesses I was diagnosed with, and how I coped with feeling like that automatically meant I'm crazy. If you can relate to this episode, if you are struggling to be okay with the mental illness diagnosis you've gotten and you try any of these tips or tricks and they help you, please reach out. I would love for you to reach out so I can say thank you for helping me get the word out about my podcast or specific episodes and I would just love to connect with you if you're someone who can relate to me and if you're someone who's tried any of my tips and tricks and they've helped you in some way. I would like to leave you with a wonderful, super important quote from author who you may already know, who you may already love like me, Brene Brown. You either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Baby, you are already worthy. It doesn't matter if you're not diagnosed with a mental or physical illness. If you are, what you look like, where you're from, none of that matters. You are worthy because you are a human being. You deserve to own your story and to make the most of your life. And I hope that is exactly what you do. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, tell someone about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.